Hello and thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, October 20th. Let's jump into this morning's top stories. CBS Sports' Dennis Dodd indicates the Big 12 could have new media deals in place with ESPN and Fox in a matter of weeks and that the league continues to be interested in adding members from the Pacific time zone. Dodd writing, while a new deal this far ahead of the expiration of the current contract is not assured, it could position the Big 12 ahead of the Pac-12 in terms of securing more lucrative broadcast windows. Yormark told CBS Sports on Wednesday, if a new deal isn't finalized in the near term, there is the option to wait 16 months for the formal negotiating window to begin. More Yormark, I'm a good salesman. I don't believe in flat. We've got to go up. We've made a very compelling case. We're also selling a future vision. If you buy into my vision of where we're going to take this conference, how we nationalize, how we build our brands, in partnership, then you'll hopefully get to a point where you rationalize the number that I need in order to do this deal. The San Antonio Express News' Greg Luca dives into the $2 million-plus lawsuit filed by the WAC against Incarnate Word for returning to the Southland. In the balance is a $1 million exit fee, plus damages incurred for scheduling disruptions impacting travel expenses and housing costs. UIW, which participated in WAC board meetings and voted on league matters before turning back, quick with a statement, contrary to the assertion in this lawsuit, the University of the Incarnate Word was at no time in breach of a contract with the Western Athletic Conference since the contract between the two ended prior to its effective date. As such, the University of the Incarnate Word was never a member institution, according to the bylaws of the Western Athletic Conference and therefore not subject to exit fees. We look forward to a successful resolution of this matter. More news centered from the WAC as Commissioner Brian Thornton's creative non-conference men's basketball scheduling proposal that could have started during the 2023-24 season and generated premier late-season matchups for mid- and low-major squads looking for high-quality wins has been sidelined for now. Check this out from CBS's Matt Norlander, two coaches who were for this thing told CBS Sports that most coaches in their leagues were stubbornly opposed to the idea of stepping out of conference play in the middle of February. Reasons varied, but we all know why, coaches are terrified to give up any control of their schedules. Scheduling guru, Michigan State Associate AD for Strategic Initiatives and Conference Planning, Kevin Paga laid out to these leagues how scheduling two non-con games this late in the season would be a plus. You go 2-0, your seed-slash-at-large case mega spikes. Going 1-1 is still a net positive. Only 0-2 hurts you, maybe only slightly, depending on scenario. Thornton stating, it's honestly disappointing more people couldn't see the bigger picture. How good this would have been for, college basketball. So many people want to complain about the system, but so many were unwilling to take a chance. At this point there is no room to complain. NCAA correspondent Andy Katz catches up with new NCAA SVP of Administration and CFO Mario Morris, who explains that during his time at Wisconsin he helped create the Beyond the Game program to help student-athletes develop their non-student-athlete identity and create a network and different set of priorities other than sports. Morris says the experience helped ground him in the realization that he could help large groups of people in a myriad of ways, through college sports. In his new role, Morris says he's impressed by the professionalism of his colleagues, adding, the NCAA takes a lot of hits, but I think people should recognize there are a lot of staff here that work very, very hard to make sure we have something called college athletics. 
Women leaders are leaving their companies at an increasing rate, according to data from Lenin.org and McKinsey and & Company, which frames the problem as follows, for every woman at the director level who gets promoted to the next level, two women directors are choosing to leave their company. Specifically, the percentage of voluntary attrition among women has risen from under 9% in 2017, to 11% in 2021. For men, that figure has risen from 8% to roughly 9%. The data also show that, in the past year, 29% of women and 22% of men have thought about reducing their hours, taking a less demanding job, or leaving the workforce altogether, although far fewer have actually taken these actions. Thank you for tuning in to the morning edition of the D1T in 5 for Thursday, October 20th. We'll see you back here this afternoon.